So Aditya, it is great to um, meet up with you again uh, for this podcast. Thanks a lot for uh, joining. Well, I'm very excited, you. very, very excited to reconnect with you, although I speak to you quite a few times, but this is, uh, this is a unique situation. Here, I'm going to be very professional with you. I'm not going to pull your legs. <laughs> so, I don't mind, actually. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try my best. Um, so, Aditya, we, uh, most people know that you are from Bangalore uh, before you joined JNMC. Can you very briefly tell us how you ended up in JNMC? You know, your days where you grew up, how did you end up in JNMC? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was born in Bangalore and uh, I lived all my uh, childhood years uh, uh, in Bangalore. Um, my parents lived in uh, a city called Banaras uh, in uh, uh, Uttar Pradesh. And they left me with my uncle and aunt in Bangalore. They wanted me to uh, learn Kannada. Uh, so I, I was born and brought up in Bangalore with my uncle and aunt. Um, I went for a primary schooling in a, a school called Saraswati, Sri Saraswati Vidya Mandir, uh, or SSVM. Uh, and then went on to Vijaya High School, which is uh, one of the popular schools in the place where I lived. Um, and after finishing my high school, uh, I went on to National College Jayanagar, which is uh, for my years 11 and 12. Uh, it's, it's after 12, then you have to uh, do all the entrance exams and choose one of the career paths, which is either engineering or medicine. Uh, so to be frank, I wasn't very clear what I was going to be. Um, uh, in my entire family, everybody was uh, an engineer. Uh, so you wanted to you wanted to become a doctor? <laughs> um, no, no, no. Uh, in fact, I was very keen on engineering. Um, I wanted to get into one of the IITs or get into a good engineering college uh, in Bangalore or somewhere close by. Uh, but it so happened that uh, when the results of the entrance test was announced, I had got a place both in engineering and in medicine. Uh, even though medicine was, um, and I got a seat in Belgaum. Uh, JNMC and the engineering was uh, in Mysore. Uh, so then there was uh, a pressure from everyone in the family that uh, there's no doctor in the family. Why don't you take up medicine? Uh, so one thing I have to say that everything in my life has happened by chance. It's not by choice. So I, I have no regrets, but uh, it's how it has happened. Every stage of my life, uh, I've uh, depended on someone else's uh, um, suggestion or uh, you know, some kind of a, uh, intuition from others that, oh, you should do this, you should do that. Uh, and I've just blindedly taken up that and I don't have any regrets. And that, is, uh, that is refreshing to know. A couple of things in common. Even I didn't want to become a doctor, but I ended up becoming doctor because of peer pressure. But after that, I think I chose everything. <laughs> but looks like you have had the best of both worlds, not taking the pressure of choosing, but also ending up uh, where you are. When you are in JNMC, let's go back to JNMC. Um, yeah. So, so remind me, um, uh, or can you remember some very memorable events in JNMC um, that actually stay with you? Um, who was your roommate? Uh, I know I was your roommate for some time, but uh, but who were all your roommates? What were the memorable times? What was your favorite joints to eat? Uh, what kind of stays with you in uh, when you when you think of JNMC? 
Yeah, the, the, the JNMC was the best part of my uh, entire life, actually. Uh, that's because there's so many things which uh, started as a new thing. Uh, never came out of my house. So that was the first time outside the house living in a hostel. The hostel experience is something which I miss even now. Now it was, the atmosphere was great and everybody was new. Nobody knew anyone. Uh, I think that was the best part of my whole career, uh, the hostel life in JNMC. Uh, we did move around different hostels to start with. We were in a hostel called Sangam. Uh, I think that's where uh, I met you uh, at some point, I think. <laughs> Uh, I still vividly remember, it was, uh, we did uh, have a bank, I can't remember the name of the bank. Uh, I was standing uh, outside the bank. And it was I the Canada Bank, Canada Bank. Yeah, uh, and then uh, I thought, oh, you're from Bangalore. Uh, that's how the conversation started. Uh, I, I was every, everyone, I, yeah, I, everyone I saw in JNMC were scary. You were the only one I thought I can bully. So I thought, okay, <laughs> let, me, let me team up with them. <laughs> I just wanted to know somebody who is from Bangalore. <laughs> I didn't mind the bullying. <laughs> so it worked out. No, I never bullied, just for the record, but still. <laughs> yeah, yes. I think uh, we moved from Sangam to um, Charaka, I think, and then uh, and the new hostel, uh, which is... Uh, I think we, from Sangam, we moved to Chanakya, and then from Chanakya. there, Charaka. Yeah, then the, yeah, the final years, we, we were in Charaka. Yeah, my roommates, at, you were roommate at uh, one point, uh, and... Uh, I did have a few other roommates, uh, uh, Anuj Dingra and uh, Rahul Jain. Uh, right. They were my roommates in Sangam. Um, and when we moved to Chanakya, I think my roommates uh, were Girish Rao, who's still here uh, uh, in the UK. I do uh, keep in touch with him. Uh, and then Vittal Shavi, I think he's back uh, in India. He's a cardiac surgeon now. He's in JNMC. He's a cardiac surgeon, yes. Yeah. So the, these were my roommates. Um, yeah, the, as I said, the best part of JNMC was the hostel life. Uh, yeah. Learned so many things and did a lot of mistakes as well. Uh, <laughs> and look back retrospectively, I think that, that's how we have evolved and learned over the uh, MBBS years. Can you remember any place that you particularly liked to eat? Um, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we we frequently visited a place called Sun and Sands. I think that was, uh, I think, one of the most uh, frequently visited. That is uh, right. It was in uh, Bogar Way. So, uh, no, uh, not next to Milan. Next to next to Milan Hotel. Chennama Circle. Uh, yeah, Chennama Circle. Circle. Yeah, it is near Chennama Circle. Sun and Sand. Uh, that's right. Yeah, that that was a stage when we didn't have that much money, but uh, we just went to all the places, uh, all the cheaper places and uh, not so cheaper places. But we always had good company and people who. Uh, you know, don't, don't think about money as a. Yeah, yeah, no, that was uh, that was good times. I remember a lot of uh, times in Sun and Sand, um, at that, and then um, and then. Do you have any favorite place in Belgaum where you would frequent? I remember you used to uh, you used to do some hiking just around Belgaum. Yeah, we, we did uh, we did venture around uh, JNMC for. Uh, you had you had all these maps. You had these maps from the Survey yeah. of India, which we would take and and walk into the villages trying to spot some birds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, when I was um, in Bangalore, uh, when I was doing my schooling, uh, I did uh, got interested in uh, bird watching. We just happened to meet few friends who uh, had formed a nature club, a sort of a nature club where their main activities were bird watching and. Uh, 
learning more about the wildlife in general. Uh, so, so that was there behind me. So when I moved to Belgium, I just wanted to start something which I was doing back in Bangalore. Uh, we did something called as a winter uh, waterfowl census. So we used to survey the lakes around Bangalore and count the number of birds and, um, and make a list. And, um, and that that's probably one of the things I started when I was in Belgium. We just visited some of the lakes nearby and then did the waterfowl census. I remember uh, coming with you and counting some birds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, uh, <laughs> I don't do much now bird watching now, uh, but yeah, the, 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 I did for a while, and then they got you had birds. some really nice pair of binoculars. I remember, and you you would really yeah. uh, take very good care of it. Yeah, I still have them. <laughs> you still have the same pair? Yeah, I still have them. We use it when I take my kids for bird watching here. That is phenomenal. Yeah, I'm not very good with my tools and toys so i would have lost it by now but that's so you have kept it all these years for the last last 25 plus another maybe yeah, five yeah. six years it's not been very that frequent is, but uh, whenever i get a chance uh, i like to do all those uh, yeah life gets much more busier uh, but you have to just prioritize what you want to do yeah uh, but i still if i have a spare time i, I would enjoy doing all these you would yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. So, JNMC student life has been a highlight for most people I have spoken to so far in, in the life, in the entirety. That actually speaks to how special that place was or that time. It has been formative years for all of us. Um, I think that is where we also learned how, how to drink alcohol, handle ourselves with alcohol oh, yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> everything was new. Everything, everything was we new. currently do has started in JNMC. <laughs> at some point in JNMC. And to have survived all these years is just uh, is just yeah. phenomenal. Um, so let us let us move from JNMC. What did you do after JNMC? Um, go, you can you can take us through your career and then also um, non career aspects of it. Yeah, I mean, uh, so as I was from Bangalore, so we were waiting for to finish our uh, the four and a half years of MBBS and then you have a year of internship. So I was very keen on doing the rural posting or taking a transfer to Bangalore to do my the rest of my internship. So I did spend three months in Belgium uh, doing my rural uh, quota and then I moved to Bangalore. Uh, so I worked in a place called St. Martha's Hospital uh, where I did my rest of my internship. Uh, and then that's a usual course is you prepare for all the uh, different types of exams uh, for the postgraduate courses. Uh, so I got busy uh, preparing for these exams. Uh, I did do the All India Entrance exams and a few other exams. Uh, so all the friends uh, who we were together in uh, JNMC, uh, we were all there at the same time and we were just going to uh, going preparing for different types of exams and then making sure you get a postgraduate seat somewhere uh, in India. Uh, so, I got the uh, pathology um, seat in Mumbai uh, through the All India entrance. Uh, at that point, I didn't know what pathology was, frankly, because uh, <laughs> there, there's very little exposure we get during our MBBS days. Um, uh, we, we were more concerned about the marks we get, and we don't really en enjoy or get the grasp of the subject during our MBBS years. Uh, my, my main intention was to take some paraclinical subject and then prepare for the exam again for the next year. 
uh, so I was very keen on uh, one of the surgical specialties, mainly ENT was my uh, top choice. Uh-huh. But because I didn't get an ENT in a good place, um, I, won't, I, I was happy to take up some uh, specialty because the other thing which I was worried about was the income. So if you are doing a post-graduation somewhere in some specialty, at least there's a guaranteed stipend or a, a stipend money you'll be getting. So that was um, so one of the thoughts behind taking up pathology and then with the intention to prepare again for next year and then choose the specialty you want to be, which is ENT. Uh, it so happened that I started, initially it was quite hard. As, as you know, Bombay is a very busy place and all the clinical specialties as a junior is you just have to slog. Um, I didn't have time to think about other specialties or give it a go for another exam next year. So so all that dropped off. So and then I started liking pathology. Uh, so that's how I ended up doing uh, my MD uh, in uh, uh, TN Medical College, Satopiwala National Medical College, uh, which is. But then you also you also had another diploma, if I remember. You went and did a diploma in bacteriology. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that is. Was the, that the, part of the course? No, no. I mean, it's an optional thing. Um, everybody who gets enrolled as an MD in pathology, they get, they have an option to do this extra degree, which is just an exam. Okay. So just when you're in your second year, end of second year, you just take up this exam and then you get. A and then, and then you liked, you, you liked exams so much that you went and took a DNB. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, that, the, so that was a trend at that time. I mean, <laughs> just do all the exams which you, you can which possibly you can. do. You can add, possibly do. <laughs> add, add as many alphabets. So MD, yeah, MD, DPB, DNB. Yeah. I mean, if you think retrospectively, uh, you would have learned something by doing those exams. I'm sure. But to your day-to-day practice now, I don't think any of those make any difference. Yeah. Whether I had a DNB or an MD. So what currently matters is what you're doing day-to-day. Uh, so uh, after yeah. your pathology, general pathology training, you then moved to neuropathology. How did you find yourself moving to neuropathology? Yeah, I mean, the, the Bombay was, uh, I did finish my MD and then I spent a year in Bombay uh, working in a private lab. So always my intention was to go back uh, to Bangalore uh, where my mother was. I wanted to spend some time with her uh, because I didn't know what was going to be next. Uh, I, I didn't have any concrete plans. So I went back to Bangalore uh, at that Point. This was, I'm talking about 2001, 2002. Uh, with an MD degree from Bombay, I found it very hard to get a job in Bangalore. So I was rejected by, I went to all the medical institutions and they said they can't, they don't have any job. Uh, and I was quite depressed and I said with no job uh, and with a degree, with a postgraduate degree uh, and a no job. I was left with no other options. I mean, I was at home for nearly a year and didn't know what to do. I was just delaying time, uh, thinking of moving somewhere, going out of the country. Uh, and then one thing which came to my mind was uh, doing the MRC path exams and trying that option. Uh, so, the, so during my spare time, I did spend a lot of time reading and then preparing for the MRC path part one. Uh, and I... Uh, got into the sponsorship for the uh, overseas candidates. Uh, and that's how I came to England. Um, okay. 
Yeah, well, did, did, you, I, did you not spend some time in Nimans as a uh, Yeah, yeah, I mean that, that the, during that time uh, the, 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 during that one year when I was uh, not working uh, I was so uh, depressed that uh, I just went to Nimans one fine day and I spoke to the head of the department who was Professor Shankar at that time uh, I just uh, had a conversation with him I said this is my situation I've done my MD and i want to be in bangalore but i'm not getting any jobs uh and uh, please would you allow me to just come and uh, visit your department on a day to day basis uh, i can just be an observer uh, uh-huh. just looking at things what goes on in the department at least my mind gets occupied that way and he was very grateful he said yeah you can come anytime you can start from tomorrow uh, but they didn't have a proper job at that time but i was willing to just go to the department uh, uh interact with the other uh, professors and then uh, uh, senior residents so that's how i got into neuropathology so i spent uh, almost 13 months um, uh, without a job uh, in nimans fascinating i thought i yeah. knew you but i did not know this kind of struggle that you went through during that time that is the important thing of doing these kind of podcasts so that this podcast is called epistle the unseen there are so many unseen parts yeah. of our lives um that this is a good way of actually uh, uh, what you are doing is great i mean this is uh, the best way we can know how each one of us have gone through the last 25 years yeah no this is and it, it is also chronicling ourselves and i i'm really enjoying it a lot because i get to connect to a lot of you guys uh yeah. this way though i connected this is a this is more formal way of doing it and so i am having a lot of fun doing this um yeah so and then you ended up in leeds i used to visit you in leeds um yeah uh, and and we used to have a lot of fun um you were a phenomenal cook uh and and with my wife and veena we used to have a lot of a lot of fun we used to drive we used to look forward to kind of coming down to leeds uh tell me about your experiences in leeds in the uk so this was you came in as an overseas sponsored trainee um, yeah i mean at I had an interview um just a informal interview when I came here uh I was under the impression that when after the interview I'd get a job and then uh, get settled in a new job but that was not the case but I had an interview and I was told that you have to start applying for jobs now and that was a bigger shock to me uh, <laughs> I was new to the country and luckily I had few of my friends um one of them is Umar um who is a psychiatrist who still lives here yeah uh, uh so I mean, they they supported me I and mean, we were together at the same point in our lives um so so again uh, i did struggle a lot to get a proper job here so i was in leeds as an uh, doing an attachment for nearly 8 months uh, without a job i'm sure you would have helped me at that time as well because i ran out of money and then uh, uh, is this so many things which went uh, which were not happening the way i wanted it to happen Right. um but eventually uh, i was assured that uh, i would get a job a senior house officer which was an sho at the in those days uh, so i started my training in leeds um uh, because i did uh, most of the pathology general pathology training i was very keen to continue uh, in just neuropathology yeah uh, so i did my entire training in leeds in neuropathology for four years uh, and then uh, i finished my frc path which is an exit exam for a neuropathology specialty so i did my exam and then um i became uh, a consultant in limat which is where i live now so neuropathology is an extremely subspecialized uh, yeah, ne- kind of field there are hardly 
Yeah, it's a very specialized uh, branch of uh, histopathology. Histopathology, uh, and it is very, um, I work in a cancer hospital, so I know mm -hmm. that there are very few neuropathologists um, yeah. and, and you are one of them. So you must know professionally a lot of other neuropathologists in the country and also probably internationally. Is that yeah, fair yeah. to say? In the UK, uh, the, the number of neuropathologists in the UK are around 60, 65. So, so you probably small, know. It's a very small field and you pretty much know everyone. Yeah. Uh, so, so, I mean, uh, it, it, it's very specialized. I mean, you don't have neuropathology in all the hospitals in the UK. It's mainly in the tertiary hospitals where uh, all the neurosurgical services are based. Uh, right. So the job-wise, job, job wise, um, when you finish your training, uh, you should be very lucky to have a job somewhere in the country. Uh -huh. uh, and there are very few jobs which are advertised and the people know each other. And, uh, so when I finished my training, the there were a few jobs in the country uh, and this was my first interview in Plymouth and uh, I was offered a job and um, I've not moved anywhere else since. Uh, but Plymouth uh, is such a beautiful place and you, you are married, Veena is, Veena we know her very well, we, 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 Priya and I uh, both love her a lot, she's phenomenal and so you have two children, tell me about how, yeah. uh, tell me about your kids. Yeah, I have two kids. Um, my daughter is Bia. I mean, she's uh, 13 now. Uh, she's into high school. Um, yeah, she's she's very outgoing and she likes more of outdoor activities. Uh, hate studies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, she does uh, sw swimming. Uh, some, uh, her favorite sport is gymnastics. She uh -huh. does a lot of gymnastics uh, and then swimming and uh, hates walking as well. She's walking. <laughs> uh, some of the things which I do, she completely hates those, doing those things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, she's in a stage when, uh, where she is making up her mind to choose what she wants to be. Uh, she likes few things, is more into arts and cooking. She does cooking very well. Um, yeah. I mean, and my son is uh, Neil. Uh, he's uh, 11 years. So he's at the stage where he's going from transitioning from primary to secondary school now. Uh -huh. uh, he's doing all the exams, uh, competitive exams, which uh, will guarantee him a seat in these uh, grammar schools. That's what we call in the UK here. Uh -huh. Grammar school so is a, uh, a high-level secondary school and, uh, and it's free grammar school we have here. So, and so what are his likes? What does he do? Uh, Neil is, 11 years uh, is a little too young to have any kind of concrete things but yeah yeah i mean he he likes uh, what i uh, learned during the covid is uh, he likes running so we started running together <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> he enjoys running a lot yeah. uh, we make sure we run uh, 10k once a week wow uh, I, I, that, I was surprised i had stopped that running is 6.2 miles time. Yeah, yeah. So, eleven-year-old running six point two miles—that is that is phenomenal. Uh, sometimes he actually pushes me. I yeah. come back from work, uh, yeah. and then he says, "No, let's go. We should do it today." And I'm had dead tired, and then he yeah. forces me to uh, run with him. At least yeah. you keep yourself fit because of him. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that, that's one of the good things which has happened uh, during COVID. I think. I think coronavirus has given us a lot of little blessings like that. Even I and yeah. my son has picked up biking, running. Um, basketball um, and yeah. everything. So there are a lot of good things that have come out 
of uh, coronavirus. And yeah, I think <laughs> I'm spending a lot more time with my kids than pre-COVID. It's been, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's the same here. So um, moving slightly away um, or towards what you're talking about. So what are your hobbies? We, we talked about birding, but then now you say you run, you bike a little. You came all the way from uh, UK once to ride yeah, the bike yeah, from Houston to Austin with me. Yeah, uh, thanks. Is for you, I mean, that, that, is, was, that is 180 uh, mile ride. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that uh, the charity ride which we did from Houston to Austin uh, for the MS charity. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think that was the first the charity event I got into. I mean, it's all because of you. Uh, I was able to do that. Uh, I did a few charity rides after that. Uh, I did the London uh, uh, the London bike ride, which is 100 miles a, wow. in a day. Yeah. Um, last year, I did uh, uh, the, a bike ride the entire length of Scotland. So it's, uh, it's a 335 miles in three days. Wow. Uh, so the pl- plan was to do the... Uh, the the whole of whole length of UK from one I remember I remember me and you discussing about it and then uh, I dropped out yeah I mean the place but where Scotland I that is that that must be very hilly that's a that's a lot of fitness uh, oh it's extremely I can't imagine the hills going to be that hard and some places I couldn't even ride uh, so so this is this is how this is how funny it is I don't think the Aditya I knew uh, in medical school if if someone had told me that you would do something like this, I would not have believed it at all. I wouldn't have believed myself that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so going from going from almost a couch potato to almost an athlete is 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 just something which is phenomenal. Yeah, uh, yeah. I certainly started doing a lot more outdoor things which I never did during my uh, MBBS days and uh, yeah. during my MD days. Yeah, it's it's. I think some of it is. Uh, uh, I would say. You were one of the inspiration uh, for me. To, you give me too much credit. Okay. Uh, getting into all these. Uh, I still remember the first, uh, when you left UK, you handed me your bike. That's, that's right. how I started my cycling, even though I cycled when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, but the proper cycling, which I started in the UK was, uh, it all started with the bike you gave me. <laughs> I had forgotten about that. That's true. I had a road bike. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to change track right now. And um, and I just wanted to announce also that I was very proud of you writing that book, Neuroradiology. Sorry, not Neuro. I'm a radiologist, so I'm bringing that. Neuropathology Simplified. Is that yeah. right? Um, yeah, yeah. And, and now you're almost writing the second edition of that book. So the first edition must have been very successful. Yeah, uh, I mean, I was uh, lucky to be get uh, to be involved in this project, actually. Um, the so when uh, I was approached by the Springer uh, Publishing Group, uh, yeah. if there is if there is any intention for us to write a book uh, on our specialty, which is neuropathology, um, so there was a gap in the market. So I mean, we, we didn't want to write uh, a an advanced book, book, which is already in the market. Yeah, there are lots of textbooks. Uh, we didn't want to uh, reproduce a textbook, so we wanted to write something which is very uh, pocket handbook sort of thing. Uh, uh-huh. And it's 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 not for pathologists in general, but it's mainly for the clinicians. Uh, so as you know, that most of the clinicians, like neurologists and neurosurgeons, uh, they have to know a bit, little bit of pathology as well during their board exams. 
So, so the, this the was main... more like a primer for for yeah. the definitions and everything. And what, what some of the most useful books are like that. So it's, and it's, it's very it's hard very to write. Book. And it's, it's a, a very, very it's a, it's a very hard undertaking to write something really simple on a very advanced subject. So yeah, the making it simple was a difficult part. It and is always going to be. As you know, a pathology is more of a visual science. Yeah. So we wanted to include more of pictures rather than text. Yeah. So, so that was the main aim. And yeah, I mean, it was, uh, we published this in 2015. And, and the uh, second edition is going to come, come out soon? Yeah, uh, it's, uh, we have, been, uh, we have given a, been given a deadline to finish that by the end of October. That's awesome. So until now, we have had uh, around 30,000 e-book sales and then around 200, 250 hard copies. Phenomenal. Uh, so, I mean, so, for, a, for a topic which is that sub-specialized, having 30,000 sales is, uh, when you think about just 30, 65 neuro radio, neuropathologists in, in UK, that is, a, that is a huge distribution. Um, yeah. So at least, at least we know that you are extremely popular or famous in your field. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be uh, to have done something like that. And, and the, we, yeah, it's it's very very uh, it's a it's a matter of pride for the entire batch uh, to have someone yeah, like thanks. someone like that. Um, so looking forward in the next five to ten years, um, do you have any exciting plans? What do you plan to do, uh, um, either in a profession or personally? Uh, professionally, I mean, I I I, I think. I, I have done what I wanted to do, okay. uh, but there are a few things always which uh, I try and do, uh, take something new. Uh, I'm involved in, I'm one of the examiners for the FRC part, uh, part two in the neuropathology. So <laughs> we, uh, even even though it's a small specialty, so we, yeah. uh, Plymouth is one of the centers for That's awesome. the exams. Yeah. Um, uh, I do a bit of ocular pathology as well. That, that is a still much smaller specialty. Uh-huh. So we have only 30 ocular pathologists in the country. That's awesome. Uh, and uh, I'm uh, one of the honorary secretaries of the Association of British Ophthalmic Pathologists. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah. So I get involved with that and um, I do a bit of lymphoma pathology as well. Uh, so that in, uh, that keeps my me very busy in a job. Um uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, uh, 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 my thinking is uh, I want to cut down a little bit from the work aspect and spend more time with my hobbies and my family. Right. Uh, so I think probably if you ask me in the next five or 10 years what I'll be, uh, you'd probably see me doing something other than what I do normally. Uh, uh, like I, I'll probably be spending less time doing neuropathology and doing something more uh, in terms of my hobbies and uh, family life. You know, I'm really um, looking forward to that because you have always continued to surprise me from the time I know you. Every five years, you do something completely different. So I can't wait to see what we do in the next five, 10 years. Hopefully, we'll record this again and see what you have done in the next yeah, five definitely. years. That'll we should, be we should do it. <laughs> we should follow up on that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Aditya, that has been great uh, spending some time with you. Um, thanks so a lot thanks for coming you. and we should we should keep chatting. Yeah, great talking to you. Thanks. All right, man.